0: Hello, wonderful people out there. Now, I might not know a lot about films, but I know this about podcasts. Every like, subscribe and share that you can give us will really help us out. So if you like the podcast, please subscribe, like, share, leave a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts or Spotify. Also, in the review section, if you could mention how tall I am, I would appreciate that too. Thank you. Bye bye. He hasn't
1: watched many movies, he's a pop culture pariah. If he says he's watched Inception,
0: just assume he is a liar. I must select your movie if you want to win the game. His name is Andrew, known as Citizen Lame. Dylan and Simon, hello. Hello! Hi! Hi Simon, how are you? I'm good, thanks, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Dylan, are you well? I'm also well, thank you. Guys, a question. Yeah. How do you feel about taking a pee? During a movie. Are
2: you talking about urination or the person next to you is busy eating some peas and you just <laughs> sneak one in? I don't know. Do you get like candied peas? I'm sure in America you get them. They candy everything. Really? You get wasabi peas. Oh, wasabi peas. Yeah. And I don't think I would take a wasabi pea from someone who I do not know who's sitting next what to me. What if
3: you thought that it was popcorn? This is a great <laughs> great plan to thwart the um, the person who's stealing your popcorn. You've got one box of yeah. popcorn and one box of dummy
2: popcorn, which is
3: wasabi peas. Yeah. <laughs> they reach a scrunch, <laughs> scrunch, scrunch.
2: Ah! Do you not think though, automatically the moment they feel that yeah. they are peas and not popcorn? because no, they
3: they've been uh, tempuried. <laughs> so there's, like a, there's a new texture to them.
2: I mean, there's an easier way. You just put chili on your popcorn.
3: Yeah. But uh-huh. then you have to endure the chili popcorn. Yes, exactly.
2: But you're yeah. still enduring the wasabi peas. No, you're not.
3: It's just a decoy.
2: Well, then you can decoy them with chili popcorn. I don't understand what you're talking about, <laughs> Listen, Andrew. Listen,
3: I'm convinced he meant the urination one. we <laughs> was spending too long on the uh, fictional <laughs> option that he didn't give. <laughs> I pretty much never leave uh, the cinema during the film. Um, a good film at least, even in the Return of the King with its 17 endings. (laughs) I was pretty much over it at that stage. I wasn't a big Lord of the Rings guy. I think I watched that one in the cinema first. Um, (laughs) That's definitely the wrong order to do it. Well, exactly. Um, I just decided to go to sleep instead. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I slept through most of the end of that film, which the end
2: of that film started about an hour in. There is something amazing about sleeping during a film. I know once again, this is not what you've asked us, Andrew, but Mm. good movie sleep. Yum, yum, yum. It's, I've slept through uh, 310 to Yuruma, I think is the name. Yuma. Yuma, that's the one. You missed it. You missed the title. You were sleeping <laughs> in the <laughs> intro. I, slept, I was there when we watched that. I didn't no, I know you were sleeping. I slept right through, I slept through um, that, that Exodus film that was with Christian Bale and he was Moses. I slept yeah. right through that. Oh, so Ouch. glorious.
0: You're not like painting a good picture for movies here. You know, you're just like <laughs> sleeping through all of them. It's because it's dark and comfortable. As soon as something's it? dark and comfortable,
3: we think sleep. Yeah, it's true. We humans. <laughs> <laughs> I speak for all of us. I just think there's there's too much chance that you'll miss something crucial in a in a movie. The actually the only time I remember recently um, sneaking out for a whiz, and this is the exception that proves the rule or whatever it is, was that uh, 2017 reboot of the Power Rangers movie. Oh my goodness! I'd gone I went to, to watch that. I'd gone to see it with um, an old school friend of mine. Who was down from the u k was he an old
2: school friend or was he an old school friend
3: of yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a bit of both, i guess um he I think he still wears his hair up in with frosted tips, so he's, <laughs> he's pretty old school um and I think the the excitement of seeing him and the nostalgia of the power Rangers maybe made me forget to go to the Louvre beforehand okay, so i did I was one of those like oh gosh i gotta I actually have to go so I went out came back, asked him what had happened. He said that some teens were facing some difficulties (laughs) and that they overcame them with positive thinking
2: and it turned out I hadn't missed much. That's amazing. Recently, I was at uh, the movies here in South Africa to go see something and we were recording this at the time of the global pandemic. It might still be that when you listen to this, Uh, but a result of that was that this particular cinema chain, they had closed their bathrooms and I thought, that is odd. Because if ever there's a place mm. that by design and nature is fairly socially distanced, it's the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. What on earth were people doing in, in the Cavendish true. Square bathrooms to warrant them to board <laughs> it up? And I, I, I was really upset that this happened because my subsequent uh, venture to find a bathroom was successful, but wasn't very pleasant on all accounts because I chose a toilet in a cubicle that I it was suspicious at going in, and I thought, I don't trust you, so let me flush you before I use you. <laughs> so glad I did, because it just rose to the top and oh, spalled over. What? what made you be suspicious of this urinal? It was largely the clumps of toilet paper that seemed to be blocking right. <laughs> every single hole. That hall. does make We've sense. We've got to
0: remember that Simon is a person who refuses to use the standing urinals and has to find <laughs> a cubicle.
2: No, I actually... Did need to do something which you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't want someone to do that in a urinal. Yeah, Andrew, you sicko? <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> well, while on the topic of bathrooms, I actually have a retraction to make. Okay. An official apology. Um, I know in previous years and on various podcasts, I've complained about the fact that colleagues don't seem to mind coming into work and completely destroying a toilet and leaving <laughs> it very unpleasant yeah. um, for anyone else. Let's say, for example, me. Yeah. Who's famously a Very private, only at home kind of guy. Private pooper. The private pooper. (laughs) Um, However, as you said, we are recording this in the time of um, COVID and lockdown and all these things. And um, the unseen killer is amongst us. (laughs) (laughs) And it can actually be very useful uh, to have a daily reminder each morning as I walk past the bathrooms into my office that I definitely have not lost my sense of smell. <laughs> as this apparently is one of the symptoms. So
2: I'm, I'm pretty glad to get my daily check. I mean, you've probably revolutionized the testing system. <laughs> You're yeah. going to get rid of all tests. <laughs> Just bring everyone into your work bathrooms. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like to think that I'm a big guy. Yeah. And, and therefore I have quite a big bladder. And so peeing during a movie has not generally been an issue for me. But... At the same time, I also like a challenge (laughs) and uh, movie houses are notoriously known for their oversized popcorn and specifically drinks. Mm. Yeah. And so I do like to get an enormous drink and see how long I can last. You're deliberately doing this. I mean, you know. Is this
3: why you haven't seen many movies?
0: (laughs) Alrighty, let's begin. Here's how it works. Dylan and Simon have both chosen a film which they're hoping I will pick to watch. The plot twist is, I don't know what movie they've each chosen. Each round, they'll pitch an aspect of their film in order to convince me, by any means they can, that their film is better than the other. After five rounds, the person with the most points will reveal the name of the film, which I have inadvertently chosen to watch. And then I actually have to watch it. All right, so as it is um, episode three, uh, what we'll
3: do is quickly recap what you thought of the winning film of episode two, which in this case was my
0: film, The Founder. What did you think? Yeah, so I did watch The Founder and this time I watched it uh, on a TV. All right, so it's already got an unfair advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've moved up, you know, from a phone screen to a TV. (laughs) Next week, it's going to be even bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I need to find a projector. The drive-in is back. Yeah, then the drive-in, yeah, (laughs) basically. I don't know what I do after that, but I'll figure it out. Um, So, you know, what's strange in... You know, a movie that is about the most aggressively marketed company of a worldwide brand, McDonald's, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, is that the only people not wanting to market their brand are the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, they just don't really seem interested in expansion. There are a couple of country bumpkins. I know. <laughs> and they were taken advantage of. Yeah. I felt like the story started off okay and then, you know, it picked up pretty dramatically. Uh, and I was fully on board, it got really exciting. Mm. But then it dipped horribly in the middle with the relationship with his wife. Mm. Um, uh, but that was followed by quite a large upswing in excitement You know when everything <laughs> got going. Um, but you know, then again, by the end, I didn't like the man at all. So for me, the story really matched the core <laughs> aspect of the brand, the Golden Arches. <laughs> it was very much up, down, and then up, and then down again. I so see. I would say it started off at like, like a six and it went up to an eight and Ooh. then by the end it was like a five yeah. I mean, so, wait, so what do you give it then <laughs> <laughs> a give a seven? It the I'm giving it am giving it ai am giving it a I'm giving it a five because <laughs> it ended on a five yeah <laughs> that's that's wow. what I think it's fair I think, it,
2: I think it's totally fair okay not because I didn't enjoy the film just because yeah. I want to win overall uh, take okay. the average of all the points and be able to declare myself the winner of season one so okay if you want to give yeah. it a five
0: give it a five it, it wasn't just because it ended on a five I think I think I left the film not feeling great about McDonald's or Michael Keaton <laughs> or or the, the actual m- starters of McDonald's I or- mean for just to back dylan up a bit too. Mm.
2: You know Michael Keaton is not Ray Kroc. He is oh, that's just up for an debate. Actor. That
0: is up for debate. He was very convincing.
3: <laughs> May I at least ask uh, one question? yes Was the tennis court scene during that eight at the top of the arch.
0: The, yes, it was. The so tennis, you enjoyed the tennis. I really court did too. enjoy the okay, tennis. Was well, it wasn't better than enough. the
2: president firing a rocket <laughs> I think <laughs> it might could have been. It be?
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I have three points to say about this film. Go for it. Because I watched it as well. Uh, when Ray Kroc bites into that McDonald's burger and says, This might be the best hamburger I've ever had in my life, mm. from that moment you know something's gonna happen that compromises the business. <laughs> because I love <laughs> McDonald's, but I've never bitten into McDonald's burger and gone. That might be the best burger I've ever had <laughs> in my
0: life. So really, Andrew, you should have known that something well, was up. Just think about how bad burgers were before then. That must have been awful. <laughs> Maybe that was the best burger <laughs> ever. The second point I want to say
2: is Linda Cardellini. Am I pronouncing her name correctly? You might be, yeah. She is barely recognizable in this film. Mm. Who is She's blonde now. Because <laughs> she, she played Joan Smith, Andrew, who's the... The pianist. Uh, the pianist. Oh, yes. Uh, But for a while, I didn't even know it was her. Okay. I was quite um, happy to find out it was her, because I do like her as an actress, but... I wouldn't she's not really worth putting in the credits because it's almost like it wasn't her. this is
3: the polar opposite of when you found out somebody was Tobey Maguire and <laughs> you were very upset
2: <laughs> <laughs> like damn it they snuck Tobey Maguire into this thing and then uh, the third point of observation from this movie is that there was a big point in it where they made quite a hoo-ha as they say mm. about uh, milkshakes becoming like powdered milkshakes and not actually having proper dairy milk or cream yeah that yeah. was um, one of the
0: mo- more boring parts in the film
2: <laughs> oh I quite enjoyed it thank you very much I'm sorry but the conversation that i wanted to see that we weren't privy to was when they decided to move away from using a grill to making the burgers in the cd-rom drives that <laughs> they're to make them in today
0: <laughs> that's, that's an interesting move yeah. and it just sweeped over that it's true so we're going to start off with round one the star every movie has a main actor or actress someone who makes a character come alive and who draws you into the world of the film Much like me in this podcast, I need to know the main star of your film and why you think they're so great. Simon, kick us off. All right. I've gone with such a good actor. He got hooked on heroin
2: and train spotting. He (laughs) found the force in Star Wars. I think he did. I haven't seen that one. Uh, (laughs) And he sung his heart out in Moulin Rouge. That's right. I'm talking about absolute legend Ewan McGregor. Okay, Uh, I've even written here that he's a heartthrob, although I don't really know if he he, is a heartthrob. but what, I know. Well, when he sings to Satine in on Rouge, my heart certainly starts to throb. So I do feel we can call him that. My first point about him, Kurt, to bring you onto my side, yeah. is just simple. He loves motorbikes. And I know you love motorbikes. And he's even been in some series, which I'm almost certain you've watched. Do you want to tell me about The Long Way Down or The Long Way Around? Have you heard of such a thing?
0: I mean, of course I have. Uh, and do you uh, like of it? Of course I know who Ewan McGregor is. I mean, he's the national treasure yeah. of Scotland. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, he's he was in Long Way Round, the mo- where he motorbiked with Charlie Boerman around the world. Did you enjoy it? Loved it. Is is that because you ride motorbikes? Well, I don't anymore, but I did for a while. I mean, may as well give me that point then. And, uh, and he also did Long Way Down. And yeah. recently, he's got a series coming out called Long Way Up, where he goes through South America with said Fre he goes to space. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anywhere he hasn't gone a long way around to? It's a, it's a strong start. <laughs> to use modern parlance, oof.
2: <laughs> I've
0: got an uphill struggle here. <laughs>
2: Isn't one of the ones where he actually rides down to here? To he does. Town?
0: That's Long Way Down. Oh, amazing.
2: I mean, he's even been to the place we are recording this podcast. <laughs> Plumstead. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell me, you don't ride anymore, but have you ever done such similar long journeys elsewhere? And which where?
0: um well so i've been on a few motorbike uh um, outlays only two really okay um uh well let's let's call it three (laughs) Uh, a peninsula tour around cape town which i can highly recommend nice uh one into the winelands which was a wonderful experience awesome and uh and one and one to work during traffic (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) quite a a few of those with some close encounters i've for a very brief period of my life
2: rode around on a scooter that was about the size of a big sort of rally motorbike. Yeah. And on day one, I dropped on the ground and got loads of scratches on it. <laughs> so I'm
0: not necessarily the best person to talk about biking. And the thing about uh, Ewan McGregor in all of these series that I've watched is that you, you see him very candidly talking about his life. And uh, and what's very refreshing oh. is that obviously <laughs> is, no, hold on Dylan. This may come come back around. Dying here. Is that obviously yeah. he's he's enjoying his life away from cinema and from filming because okay. he just gets to do what he wants to do, which is ride motorbikes and I not see. be on a film set. All well the time. I heard
2: that he actually was really disappointed when he finished filming this particular film because he loved it so much. And he thought, you know, if I could be on this film set every single day of my life, I wouldn't need motorbikes. I mean, (laughs) you won't find that recorded on any given pages, but I'm pretty sure it happened. It does almost sound like
3: one of those things that you would see on like a DVD extra where (laughs) they talk to the cast and then it's like, man, this film and this cast and this crew – just the best I've ever worked with. <laughs> Pop on their next movie. This film and this cast and this crew. This director Oh, way better than all the other directors. <laughs> yeah. it's very disingenuous, uh, Ian McGregor. Yeah. Listen, guys. Gina Davis. Am <laughs> I Gina. right? Gina Davis. Gina Davis. I'm willing to bet that Coe yeah. is not immediately familiar with this star just by her name alone. Help me out, Dylan. But rest assured that she has been in some all-time classic films. I'm going to list some. Thelma and Louise.
2: W- was she a Thelma or a Louise? She in was that?
3: one of Thelma and or Louise. <laughs> a
2: League of Their Own. The Fly.
3: Beetlejuice. Cutthroat Island.
0: Am I allowed to Google her? Gina <laughs> Davis, guys.
3: The thing with Gina Davis yeah. is, and why she deserves the point, is she is a member of Mensa. I uh, know that oh. you enjoy knowledge, the thirst and the quest thereof. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently the fact that she's part of Mensa or that anyone's part of Mensa, uh, means that they're considered to have an IQ in the top 2% of the general population. So that's pretty good. So I thought in honor of Gina Davis and her smart, smart brain, we could do a quick little quiz because we like a quiz. I like yes. Five questions, Perfect. 10 seconds each to right. get them. All right. So the first question is, what is the Olympic sport in which athletes cross the finish line backwards? Okay. and then you're going to have about 10 seconds while I just kind of keep talking about the fact that you have about 10 no seconds. Need. The answer's written. Well, I see some scribbling happening here oh, from don't, Simon. Well,
0: don't listen to him. He doesn't All right, know. let's go to the
3: answers. <laughs> Number one, Andrew, what you got? Rowing. You got...
0: Where's that written?
3: Oh, there we go. Okay, rowing is uh, correct. What have you got? Uh, I don't have rowing. What have you got?
2: <laughs> well, I've got the luge because if you, <laughs> ride, you spin around, <laughs> if you, oh, ride, you want to go the other way around, you can. See,
3: I mean, It's a creative answer. Yeah
2: you know, I ride the luge
3: goofy, you know, like, <laughs> that's what I do. Okay, well, the answer was rowing. Um, so it. there's one for Andrew. Second, who was the first woman to host the Oscars on her own? Uh, Simon, let's start with you. Sarah Silverman. Uh, that is incorrect. Andrew?
0: Is her name Betty White? Uh, a, a woman's name is Betty White. It's <laughs> not her. It's uh-huh. Whoopi
3: Goldberg. Okay. Uh, uh, question three. We move right, swiftly actually. along. Which organ in the human body makes up about 2% of a person's weight? Are you talking about me personally? <laughs> well, yours would be the feet. All right. Okay. <laughs> Andrew? Liver. Incorrect. Uh, the skin? Incorrect. The brain. Oh. Okay. I've gotten zero points so far. I'm not getting into Mensa. How many faces does a dodecahedron have? Ooh, that's a good question. How many faces? How many faces does a dodecahedron have? I
0: think I know. What happens if you
2: weren't aware that
3: it had a face? (laughs) (laughs) That would be... Okay, we'll go to Simon first. Twelve. That is correct. Yes, Andrew. I said 20. That's incorrect.
2: <laughs> Andrew, you, got to know your duodecimal system? <laughs> I
3: can't believe it. All right, and then oh, so that's one all. So yeah. the winner of this gets into Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh which English football club won the first ever football league in 1888?
2: Oh no. I mean the way their fans act. Are they <laughs> are they a
0: current the team in the Premier I'm League? I'm not going
2: to give you any any clues. Come on. A little clue. This is for Mensa.
3: Yeah, but maybe they get clues. Oh, they don't. Andrew Kerr. Pens L- down. Liverpool.
2: Liverpool. Is it correct? No. Good. Simon. And I'm going to go for... I wrote three down. Yeah. I'm going to go That's for clever. Arsenal. Well, did you also write Liverpool as one of them? Yeah. And? Man
3: United. Very clever. See, I never said you couldn't have multiple answers, what? but the answer was Preston North End. Oh. oh, no. So no one gets into Mensa except for Gina Davis. Do I get the point? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I really did enjoy the quiz. It was yeah. a good quiz. Okay, but
2: I know something that you enjoy more than the quiz, and that's Ian McGregor, because he's Scottish, and I know that you love the bagpipes, but you're thinking, obviously, that's a great invention. There can't be more great inventions that come out of Scotland. Wrong! <laughs> there are flipping loads, Andrew. Oh, no. So I just want, kind of out of 10, how you rate these. Kaleidoscopes.
0: Kaleidoscopes, that's getting a 5.0. Not, what? Much, not much use. I mean, it's pretty, but, you know, after a while, your other eye gets a bit sore from having your to close it. Your children
2: would be upset with You've you. You've accidentally
3: thought that Andrew was a happy, fun <laughs> character with an imagination. Okay, how He's about- He's poo-pooed
0: kaleidoscopes. <laughs> how about TVs? Yeah, TVs, I'll, I'll give a solid seven, because they've done a lot of <laughs> done a lot <laughs> of damage as well. <laughs> okay, how about refrigerators? <laughs> oh, refrigerators, 10 out of 10. Penicillin? Penicillin, 10 out of 10. The Encyclopedia Britannica? No, that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> how about Bicycles. Bicycles are getting an eight. Toasters? Because sometimes you get scratched behind the leg when you learn to ride. That's what my daughter's struggling with at the moment. Toasters? No, toasters are like a four. Because you can never get the setting right. They're what do you get, mean you can never get it just right? just don't put it on a four. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what about uh, telephones? You use a telephone. I, I mean, I use a cell phone. I mean, but there wouldn't be a cell phone if there wasn't a telephone. That's I'm going to say on a six. Okay, what about... This? This, Let's take it back to the beginning of this podcast. Flushing toilets.
0: Flushing toilets, those are pretty good. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a 10. Perfect. That's a 10. Mm. Well yeah. done. Yeah. What, it's what did that like, achieve? <laughs> did, yeah, did, did I win Simon's quiz? <laughs> <laughs> I think Ian McGregor won Scotland's quiz Yeah, or something. No, no the, the Scottish have been amazing inventors. And uh, I think the person who was the, it was Alexander Graham Bell he was a scott he was the inventor of the telephone i know i mentioned the telephone and earlier we're uh, you not paying attention I was, I was and and do you know what he said first oh, the oh. first thing said over the telephone i know what was it it was him? a homage to Ewan mcgregor he said hello there <laughs> <laughs> he did not he said ahoy, ahoy which is which is the greeting that he wanted everyone to use when they were on the telephone oh, wow. that's cool yeah, simon so mean, cool. you sometimes say ciao at the end of a, a phone call did, true. He, did he want that too <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a cross cultural <laughs> greeting system you've got going there. Ahoy, mehati. Ciao, Bill. Okay, well, I've clearly
3: had a rough time with Magina Davis. I feel like this might be cheating. But I also want to mention that Samuel L. Jackson is in this film. Okay. okay. Because they share about equal
2: screen time. I mean, and it this is cheating, so you can't at all allow this to uh, <laughs> change
0: your view. I don't know. The lead uh, person in the movie that you said two weeks ago was unheard of. <laughs> That's true. And you <laughs> went really for quickly Sam Rockwell. to <laughs> Sam Rockwell. <laughs> and really,
3: Samuel L. Jackson is the Sam Rockwell of this movie. Oh, okay, um, well, now we're talking. It's one of his most Samuel L. Jackson roles ever. If you think of him like peak Samuel all, Jackson. Are they all Samuel yeah, Jackson roles? think of him roles? like distilled. This film, okay, he's got the attitude. He's got okay. the swagger. He's got the twinkle in his eye. He's got the mouth of a sailor. <laughs> I, I will say in his first scene, as well as another one in a car a little later, the dialogue gets a little misogynistic. Okay. You know, but in a rare 1996 moment... He's called out on it and made to look the damn fool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is uh, that is quite convincing. Mm. Do you know what? I've made my decision. Yeah, uh, I don't fully know who Gina Davis is, <laughs> but but that I much would clear. but I would like to know who Gina Davis okay. is, and I uh-huh. would also like to see Samuel L. Jackson. And so Dylan is getting the point. Yay! Moving on to round two, the setting. The location and year a film takes place sets the foundation for the story. Not all foundations are created equal. So tell me, please, why should I choose yours? Dylan.
3: Uh, Well, my film opens in a small town in Pennsylvania. There's snow and carols and a Christmas parade. And while I was aware that the director was Rennie Harlan, I did turn to my wife in the moment and say, this feels quite a lot like a Shane Black movie given his obsession with setting films at Christmas. And lo and behold, the text comes up, written and co-produced by Shane Black. It's he, like you can actually feel a Shane Black film just now. He bloody well
2: loves Christmas. And Andrew's looking at us as if he has no idea who Shane Black it's is. It's <laughs> really weird.
3: So for the sake of Andrew and, and anyone else who's interested, I did some more research, because I know the general um, accepted meme is Shane Black does Christmas movies. But I didn't know it was this extensive. Um, it turns out he's... Super into randomly setting movies around the festive period. Lethal Weapon. Mm. My film of choice today. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Iron Man 3. Super randomly Christmassy. Mm -hmm. And The Nice Guys. Oh, Very good film. I mean, in a filmography of about 12 films, that's about five set at Christmas. That's a
2: strange dude. (laughs) (laughs) So my film doesn't have one particular setting. It's a story that goes to many a place. So I've just chosen a place that's quite... Uh, significant in the, in the film because mm. this is where the lead character mm. spots this woman who he greatly admires and wants to pursue and everything and it's, it's quite a monumental scene okay. and that all takes place at the circus. Hey. So I oh. don't know how you people feel about the circus. Yeah. If you are willing to ignore some of the poor treatment of animals that used <laughs> to happen in the past, yeah. it's quite a magical place. Have you ever been to the circus?
0: You know, you, know you go to DVD stores when yeah. you're a child yeah. uh, because those existed. Yeah, back in the day, and I feel like at some stage I was too far back in the store, and I saw a, like a picture of the a poster of uh, It, the movie, uh, which, which I have uh, not seen okay. and do not intend on seeing, uh, which is a sort of a terrifying clown. And I have a feeling that that made me not want to go to circuses okay, well this, ever.
2: All right, let me let me just tell you something about this particular circus. Mm. No terrifying clowns. Sure, and that's what they all say. And they just absolutely treat the animals like. Like I royalty. Mean, <laughs> like absolute royalty. I mean, I mean, you won't see it when you watch the film, but uh, you know, the deleted yeah. scenes yeah. that are quite deleted. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like
3: Andrew might have um, had a life in a circus in a previous <laughs> time. He is
0: incredibly tall. He uh-huh. could be the well, incredibly tall man. I was going to say, I hope you weren't going to say the bearded lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to make a decision now mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to be honest and The circus is not enthralling me at all. Fair enough. I knew it was a gamble. And although, you know, Christmas is on the horizon and it's not even here yet, it's more appealing than a circus. So, Dylan, you get the point. Hey! That brings us on to round three. The sounds. Cinema is not just a visual medium. Songs, scores, and sounds all elevate our movie experience. What about your film do you think will be music to my ears?
2: Simon. I... Absolutely love the song that is in this film. I have so many reasons for loving this song. Um, the, what, the first is that I, I'm a big fan of musicals. And one of the first musicals I ever went to was the Buddy Holly story, which in terms of a musical isn't exactly like singing in the rain or some of music where it's its own original story. It's basically just the story of Buddy Holly and how he rose to fame and all that kind of stuff. Mm but uh, ever since then I, we kind of bought that tape on a cassette tape back then I used to play it Simon just, what's that <laughs> it's like a it's like CD you're talking in the past <laughs> it's like a CD what's a CD Simon <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's like a McDonald's burger 90s kids <laughs> will remember <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so anyway this, this song's in the musical we, we, as I say, we had bought the tape and we'd listened to it and so let, let's you know what, let's just hear the song and then I'll talk a little bit more about it because it's, it's a killer song unfortunately you're going to have to hear my rendition of it because you know Music rights.
1: Every day, it's a-getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. love like yours that will surely come my you're way, sucking on a sucker? hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, every day, it's a-getting faster, everyone says go ahead and ask it. Seems love confused. like yours will. Surely come my I'm enchanted. hey, 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 every day seems a little longer, every way love's a little stronger, come what may, do you ever long for true love from me, every day, it's a getting closer, go. Those added
0: hairs
2: were they in the song? They're in, They're in the song. So Woo. that is everyday. Yeah. My my version was originally by Buddy Holly. And as I said, that was in the musical, but it was also in this movie at an amazing time, shortly, I think, after he sees this woman that he admires. And it's just a great, it's a great thing. A fun fact about that song, I'm glad mm-hmm. that you brought up the percussion, doll. Yeah. Is that because in the original recording of that, the drummer, Jerry Allison? I'm not sure why he did this, but it's mentioned in the musical as well. Mm-hmm. He does a percussion on his thighs. He mic'd up his thighs <laughs> and just recorded himself um, doing that kind of beat. <laughs> that sounds
3: like a very you kind of thing to enjoy. I'll tell you this. Recording
2: it was not easy. Oh, did you <laughs> mic up your thighs? For I mic'd up my thighs. <laughs> brilliant. Um, but to get the best sound, um, I had to take my pants off. <laughs> and then um, that is too far behind the curtain. <laughs> then I'm actually I'm on the same chair tonight. And you might hear. Oh, it cre- no! <laughs> you might, you, no, no, you might hear it creaking. So. I couldn't sit in the chair and do it. So I had to go on my haunches. <laughs> and then, and then, Basically to get the right sound, you have to hit quite hard. So I abused my thighs for a minute and a half okay. uh, before the sake of art. So I think, yeah, sure. you, you love your craft. <laughs> it's amazing.
3: Um, my, my sound, Samuel Jackson's character, um, or as I like to call him SLJ from this point on, has this recurring quirk of kind of humming what he's up to in the moment of the film. For example duh, na, na, na na put my glasses into my pocket duh, na, na, na na, put the jacket on the chair you know, <laughs> you know just stuff like that um That's good. <laughs> later on uh, in the film, he does it as well, um the example of which is actually gonna give a little bit more of the plot away, but uh, here we go na na put the keys in my left pocket, mm mm. Gun on the right-hand side. Mm. Mm. You see, there's a gun involved. Interesting. <laughs> so um, I thought to be a little bit more accurate to the character, I would need to hum uh, what it was that I was doing at the time of recording. I'm recording this little tune. Recreating a movie sound. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hoping it will convince Andrew to give me the point for the
2: round. Ooh, nice rhyming.
3: <laughs> that's nice. it, thanks. Yeah, 12 years of Streep uh, gets uh, sound and rounds. Very good. I had to go to rhymeszoning.com <laughs> <laughs> to, to figure that one out. <laughs>
0: oh dear. Uh, I cannot get the image of Simon slapping his thighs out of my head. <laughs> And so, Simon, you're going to get the point. Yes! Well, well (laughs) well-deserved. It's time for round four, the scenes. Memorable films have memorable scenes. Moments which etch into your memory and cause visceral reactions upon reflection. They might make you laugh, make you cry, make you scared, or make you shout. Please describe, in a spoiler-free way, of course, your standout scenes.
3: Dylan? Well, it's funny you should say uh, scenes that etch into your memory or whatever you said i heard the word etch um <laughs> in this scene gina davis's character is suffering amnesia now this is not a spoiler it is revealed in the opening credits via narration okay she's in the kitchen making dinner with her husband he's kind of ripping on her for taking so long to cut a carrot and then she begins to gradually chop faster and faster it all gets quite uh frenetic She comes to the conclusion that she must have been a chef before her accident. (laughs) She's yelling to her husband and child to toss her more stuff to chop. Um it's quite it's quite funny when you are familiar with films having watched a lot of them and how the cuts work but uh the the cuts from her torso up of her chopping and then to her hands to two very different people but um anyway nonetheless it's a very fun scene um and suddenly she tosses a tomato up in the air and then hurls the knife at it piercing it to the door across the room like a kind of moment uh, everyone is quiet it's tense And then she breaks the tension with, Chefs do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a great scene. And the reason I mention it is that I watched this film a number of times as a youngster and this scene actually made me want to learn how to throw a knife. Mm. I remember that I had this little leather pouch thing that I put all my family's steak knives into and I would take it off to my room and just hurl them across the room at a boogie board (laughs) hoping that they would would stick. I mean, it hardly ever worked, but it is a fun memory. Do any of
2: you have any kinds of... <laughs> I'm just, I'm confused because you previously mentioned that this film had some terrible language. It seems like some fairly yeah. grisly violence. Yeah. And you're watching this as a kid. <laughs> uh, youngster.
3: <laughs> I had teenager in my mind, but I thought I'd change it to youngster because uh, it's open-ended that way. I, <laughs> I was probably too young to watch this film. You've, you've outed me. <laughs> Did you ever have any films that you wanted to, that you
2: liked so much that you wanted to recreate and kind of... I miss Slay time. It's a great question. I don't know if I watched enough films when I was super young. Um I do remember my sister and I trying to recreate gummy berry juice out <laughs> cool. of just the general berries around the garden. And I hope that we didn't drink it because probably would have resulted in death. Um, but, but we grew up in the same neighborhood
3: and I have a feeling that I know which berries you might have chosen <laughs> is that those Australian cherry things that yeah, you'd yeah. throw at
2: walls and they'd leave a pink stain forever. I mean, I think you're fine <laughs> if you eat one of them. Yes. But to make enough to have juice, <laughs> you're yeah. worried about...
0: There's less bouncing off the walls than you know, hoped. You were just kind of lying there yeah. sick. <laughs> I don't think I used to pretend to be in movies because I probably didn't... hadn't seen enough movies. Um... <laughs> But I spent my time just trying to learn full episodes of Blackadder off by heart. <laughs> Blackadder, The Mighty Boosh, those kind of things. And did you succeed? Well, of course, but it was purely dialogue driven. <laughs> well, do we have 29 minutes to spare? Let's go.
2: <laughs> I mean, I at one stage, um, a friend of the family and I used to be able to recite the majority of The Lion King. Yeah. Um, I was going to
3: say, I, I know that you watched The Lion King a number of times probably quite difficult to recreate no, yeah.
2: just want to be king <laughs> get all the local dogs from the area around <laughs> yeah, Come we didn't stand on top of each other we did the dialogue we didn't try to recreate the action because oh, it would have been terrible if i pushed off a cliff at the end of all that
3: <laughs> <laughs> i once did the uh, mission impossible um trapeze thing that Ooh. comes down from the roof via a rope a pulley a tree a rucksack full of bricks and myself that's so I got this kind of like leverage thing going where the rucksack was just heavy enough that I could kind of descend slowly down oh. and then I'd hover around under the tree. <laughs> quite a scary thing happened once. So when I think about it more, I'm kind of like, I probably would have died <laughs> the rope snapped once <laughs> and this thing of bricks just fell down right next to my head. There were like six or seven bricks in this rucksack. It must have fallen from about four meters. Amazing. So that was quite scary. There was also a tree across the road from my house that I pretended was the boat from
2: Waterworld. I actually remember you playing this game. Really? Yeah. That's so sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> you must have thought, what a loser. <laughs> I just hadn't seen the film, so... <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: it wouldn't have helped. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's clearly
2: playing Waterworld. It's <laughs> just swinging from branch to branch. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. I'm going to let you choose, because when I think about this film, I think of two specific scenes, and I don't, I don't want to break the rules here so you tell me would you rather have something related to time or would you rather have something
0: related to poetry uh time not poetry Please. all right
2: so the scene that really sticks out for me in this is i'm going to go back to it because we've talked about it before is that when he sees this woman he describes time stopping and it actually does and it stops right then and there and they do that amazing effect that they've done in other films as well and I'm just a sucker for this effect. Whenever I see it, I'm like, I love that, I want to see more of it mm. where they just stop everything like the things that have been thrown or whatever, everything just pauses but the main character that's in focus doesn't pause and gets mm-hmm. to walk around it. What kind, kind of, of things, with things have been thrown? I think there's popcorn, probably (laughs) popcorn that's been chillied. And that's why it's been thrown away. Very nice. And what's great about this one is that there's a little twist in it. Because he describes like, what happens when you experience something like this, time stops. What they don't tell you is that straight after you've experienced it, time speeds up again. (laughs) So he tries to move towards this lady and then everything just goes really fast around him. And he's left having to find her and track her down. But I mean, it's just such a great visual scene. It's wonderful. And you chose time, so I think in in many ways you've already chosen me as a winner of this round. (laughs) You may as well give me the points. Just by (laughs) offering him two
3: things that he had to choose one. You scanniving little... Mine had a knife in it. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: And a daughter. And a daughter. In the kitchen.
2: Oh, but she was close to that knife. You shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. She was was
0: quite close to the knife, wasn't (laughs) she? Um, I do like special effects, and I think in this case... The knives are starting to sound a little bit dangerous for me. Uh, you know that they you know, would have sped up the footage slightly in that very 90s way. Like, I don't know. I've seen someone Shift. jumps into a car and
3: goes...
1: And all the
0: background is moving really quickly too. Sounds Sounds pretty good to me. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'd like to see this time scene where time dilates. Simon, you get the point. Yay! <laughs> well, you guys are neck and neck as we find ourselves in the last round. The story... Each story begins with a golden idea, a premise, an intriguing setup which entices the viewer to watch the film in the first place. This round is worth three points. What's your story which will set my imagination alight? Simon? I mean, this film is just amazing, Kerr. You, you'll love it. It goes so many places,
2: unexpected places, and that is because the basics of this story is that a son is trying to find out the truth behind his father's tall stories so his father's one of those people that just tell these amazing big tales and his son's like dad I want to know what is true and what is not and so you hear all these stories and, and you kind of get to decide what is what is true and what is not and it, it's uh, it's such a good film and it made me think have you ever been told anything where someone's told you a story and you've been like no, that's definitely, I was, definitely I not was true. there.
3: You had Andrew at tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're ticking all the
0: boxes. Father, son, tall, sorry. I'm I've up.
3: definitely had something like that happen to me in primary school, actually. Um, one kid said to us that his dad worked or worked with or for the um, springbok rugby team <laughs> <laughs> and that the next day if we all wanted one he was going to give us all signed gilbert rugby balls <laughs> amazing by the 95 um, rugby world cup winning squad <laughs> so we're like yep great bring them on next day Zero rugby balls. Now, (laughs) what did he gain out of making all of that up? He definitely
0: made it up.
2: You still remember him, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, notoriety,
0: I guess. I don't know. You've just sparked like a memory that I have where for some reason in primary school, basically the whole school- was convinced that Brett the Hitman Heart had, had come to the school, <laughs> oh, but I cool. wasn't there that day, oh, no. and I didn't really know who he was. Oh, well, that's but, fine then. But there was evidence to back this up, which for you, I mean, <laughs> oh, I, I was say,
3: please say it was a pink pair of
0: sunglasses lying there. No, it was I was given it like a pink notebook with <laughs> Brett the Hitman heart on it. Oh, this is incredible. So I think he literally came to the school, but I just wasn't there for it and didn't really know who he was, but knew that it was a big deal. Why would he have done that? What year is this? I, I don't talk, know. He's in America. Yeah. yeah. Why would he have visited the school? It doesn't make sense. But the No, whole, it doesn't make sense. But the whole school seemed to be in on it. Except me. <laughs> I think amazing. you definitely
3: dreamt this. It has all the hallmarks (laughs) of a dream. But I
0: had a real notepad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've had plenty of notepads that that represent. He had had a pink notepad and when he woke up, his pillow had scribblings all over it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the weird things that you do. It's like the kids ones. When I was told that underneath the stage of one of our popular schools, there's a whole bunch of satanic Bibles. Why would they be
3: here? Yeah. Or that one of the teachers at our uh, shared school bit somebody's ear off and has a straitjacket kept in her her closet. Why would that happen? It's definitely not true. It's probably from reading the Satanic Bible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Dylan,
3: let's hear from you. All right, here we go. A small town woman with a family and amnesia begins to remember a dark and exciting past. Think Jason Bourne, but earlier and with a female smashing the lead role. Through meeting SLJ bracket Samuel Jackson, we mm-hmm. established this earlier. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> a, bit, a bit of a road trip, some crazy action, and a couple of twists and turns. She must do her best to stop the plans of those she thought she used to know. Ooh. Get your head around that, and perhaps
2: rediscover her humanity along the way. Um, this has made me worried now because Andrew might like this because. Because he's essentially married to a small town woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't leave enough of a pause. <laughs> um, okay, so it sounds like it's bordering on a bit of a spy type movie. Oh, Maybe. it borders. Does it border? Is it across borders? It skirts the line, Andrew. Okay, so is it? A, are we talking thriller here? Well, it depends. Do you like thrillers? <laughs> yeah, there's a, it's a it's an action thriller. Okay, that sounds very intriguing. Mm. Uh, does the daughter go on the road trip with her? Definitely not. Oh well, then Now <laughs> no, no, We are talking. She's she's out of harm's way at home. Uh, um, I don't know. I, if She's out of I, harm's way because she was with those knives. Were flying
3: past her. I her can't ago. in good conscience say that she's out of harm's way, safe at home. <laughs> right. the film. I mean, you do pick them, don't you? <laughs> I mean, it's just a ridiculous thing to say for listeners who know what film I'm talking about, I cannot say that that's the case.
2: Oh, you've made a mistake.
3: Maybe, <laughs> maybe my conscience will be clear. I mean, what films do you watch, really? Do they just tuck the kids into bed, go to bed, wake up, and then the film happens? Everyone had a perfectly pleasant night. It was fine. Bye. You
2: must be a wreck in Finding Nemo.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, well, what's that? <laughs> so we've got, on the one hand, we've got a kind of... Uh, action thriller slash chef type movie (laughs) as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, we've got a sort of all around the world but with no real kind of grounding in reality from what I can understand. I think
2: that's fair. Is is that fair? That's quite fair. I'm
0: not into that, Simon. Dylan, you're getting the story. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is a turn out for the books. I did not expect that. I, I was actually really grabbed by the what i'm going to assume is a comedic moment in the kitchen where she th- thinks that she's a chef or at least <laughs> ha- has this kind of matrix downloadability mm-hmm. that's that's what i'm comparing it to
2: okay interesting so you were grabbed by something in the previous round that you gave me the point four. gotcha
0: <laughs> oh. So, Dylan, with those points for the final round, you have won. Yay! Well done. Simon, commiserations. You okay. have come in a valiant second place. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. I couldn't have come third, but I accept. <laughs> <laughs> so, Simon, what film did I pass on?
2: You passed on 2003's Big Fish, directed by Tim Burton, starring Ooh. Ewan McGregor, Albert Finney, Billy Crudup, who I absolutely love. Hello, Billy Crudup. Where's he been all my life? (laughs) And uh, Helen Carter, and so many other amazing people. Uh, When you do have some spare time, Andrew, you should give it a watch.
0: Okay, thank you. Dylan, you are victorious. I would love to know what film I am being forced to watch.
3: I am genuinely surprised uh, and very elated that you will be watching 1996's The Long Kiss Goodnight which IMDb describes as Samantha Kane lives in a small town with her daughter. Eight years ago, she emerged two months pregnant from a nearby river with no memory of her past or who she is. However, she's getting closer to finding out about her past. See, some of these IMDb uh, blurbs (laughs) aren't that good. A lot of repetition in that one. Um, What was actually quite interesting about watching this film is that, as we've kind of alluded to, there's an amnesia and a remembering. Now, I watched this film a number of times as a child, but it's been a very long time. So, as the character was learning things about herself, so was I remembering parts of the film as it was Mm. happening. It was this very immersive experience for me and not one that I think I'll have again uh, very soon.
2: It's funny you say that because I have almost the exact same thing where... I know that I definitely at some stage set out to watch this film. And for the life of me, can't remember if I have or haven't. (laughs) Well, if you watch it, you'll probably have the same immersive
0: experience that I did. Thank you, Dylan. I'm looking forward to watching The Long Kiss Goodnight. Uh, Is it something that Claire will enjoy? No. Okay. I will will watch it alone. That's it for this episode. Join us next week in the battle for my movie affections, as well as a report back of how I enjoyed The Long Kiss Goodnight. The movie, not the... uh, Experience. (laughs) If you've yet to watch that film too, you have seven days to join me in my education. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.